Today, we are returning to our player evaluation series. And on today's episode, we will be shifting to the defensive side of the ice to talk about Miro Haskin. And we'll talk about the best parts of his season, talk about the parts of his season that left a little bit to be desired. And then we'll talk about what the future will look like for Miro Haskin in the 22-23 season. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, May 25th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. And after taking a few episodes off to talk about Rick Bonus and the potential coaching changes ahead, we'll probably return to that series at some point. We're jumping back into our player evaluation series with episode four, talking about number four for the Dallas Stars. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing my Miro Haskinen jersey. It only felt right. haven't worn a hockey jersey in a while. Just sitting around and thought, eh, may as well from talking about Miro, throw on the Miro Haskinen jersey because why not? I can do what I want. This is my show. But Miro Haskinen was a guy who came into this past season with very high expectations, probably from himself, but also from the front office of the Dallas Stars, from the fan base, from his teammates. There was a lot on his shoulders going into this season because over the 2021 offseason, Miro Haskinen inked an eight-year deal worth $67 million to stay in Dallas again for eight years. That is a long time to be in one spot in the NHL. And in just even in today's sports world, it's not very common that you see a guy stay with one team for a long time. But Miro Haskinen in the early stages of his professional hockey career in the NHL, inking this deal with the Dallas Stars to stay for at least almost a decade. I mean, eight years. And we have now seen one year of those eight and this was a season that many including myself thought this was kind of you know a lot of people were starting to know the name Miro Haskinen uh, because he has just been an emerging star pretty much ever since he stepped foot on an NHL rink but this was I think in a lot of people's minds finally the year that Miro would assert himself as one of the true elite defensemen in this league and be gunning for a Norris trophy you know candidacy or at least being a finalist for the Norris Trophy. I mean, he's in a division Miro is in, you know, that boasts so many talented defensemen in the Central. You know, you got Kale McCarr in Colorado, Roman Yossi in Nashville, Seth Jones in Chicago, Jared Spurgeon in Minnesota, just to name a a handful of really elite defensive talent. And I mean, that's just in the Central Division alone. You can venture to other divisions and find equally as elite defenseman Victor Hedman in Tampa Bay, Adam Fox up in New York, you name it. Uh, the list goes on and on. But Miro Haskinen being one of the younger guys of that bunch, looking to finally kind of officially throw his name in the ring with those guys of being on the same level, of being a premier elite NHL 
defenseman. And, you know, we were led to believe that Miro was going to be that guy after one game of the season. On opening night, Miro Haskinen scored the overtime game-winning goal at Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers in what was one of the more dramatic games of the season and a game that would go on to define kind of how the Dallas Stars would play the majority of their games in the 21-22 season. A lot of, a, a close game uh, that kind of came down to the wire, went to overtime, and thankfully it set the tone for a lot of overtime success for the Dallas Stars. And it was an absolutely thrilling moment for Miro Haskin. And in that moment, everyone in Dallas just kind of said, all right, yeah, we're paying this kid all this money. And it seems to be paying off even in the early stages of the season. And he didn't stop there. He scored six points through his first five games of the season. Uh, and, you know, his numbers did deteriorate offensively a little bit later on in the season. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But Miro still had a pretty great, great year um, on, on the ice whenever he was on the ice. I mean, he was consistent on the defensive side, which makes sense because he is a defenseman first. He was just such a consistent presence on this team. He was third on the team in time on ice with 134 minutes and 58 seconds, trailing only Ryan Suter and Essa Lindell. And I, I would believe that those numbers for Miro would be higher in time on ice had he not been at mononucleosis for a handful of games. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But he was second on the team in takeaways, third on the team in blocked shots, and of course, just a master at the defensive end uh, with the way that he was able to break up plays, whether it's a breakaway or just kind of a, a rush towards the net. Miro Haskinen, very good at positioning himself with his speed and with his ability uh, to get where he wants to go, just with his one with his speed, like I said, but also just his shiftiness on the ice. I mean, it's hard to move with skates in general, but Miro Haskinen makes it look like it basically look like walking for him. And then, of course, the way he uses his stick to poke the puck away and again break up those scoring opportunities and scoring chances for the opposition is unlike anything pretty much any other defenseman in the NHL can do. Only a few other defensemen can do it the way that Miro Haskinen can do it. And several times, if you've watched any Stars games this year, I mean, if you watched every game like I did, you could just, you know, make a list, a running list of times that fill in the blank team had a breakaway opportunity or fill in the blank team had a really great chance to score. And against many other teams, they might have done it. But then here comes number four, just blazing a trail down the ice to either cut off the you know a breakaway opportunity with two guys on the ice or even three sometimes. Um, Miro Haskinen just putting on an absolute clinic all season long on the defensive side of the ice. And the Dallas Stars were better for it. And this is a team that does pride themselves on defensive play. And of course, there are other guys in the defensive core that were able to do that in different ways. But Miro Haskinen kind of becoming the leader of this decor with John Klingberg getting older and maybe also being on his way out of Dallas. And so though this might not have been his best season, um, we'll talk about numbers a little bit later in the next segment. I do count this a successful season, all things considered. Miro Haskinen. I mean, obviously still a fair bit of adversity for him with mono and with you know, obviously being out uh, whenever there was the whole COVID situation for the entire league. Um, and, you know, just some other areas of his game that he's still developing because he is only 22 years old. So that's kind of the encouraging part of all this is Miro is having these great seasons. He's playing really well defensively and he has these spurts of offensive greatness but he's only 22 years old, so it would be foolish of us to believe that he's playing the best that he can, that he's playing his best hockey. Uh, and, you know, If things go well and things continue to go perfectly for Miro during his time in Dallas, he will only continue to get better as time goes on and truly develop into that star 
defenseman that we want to see. But we are going to continue to talk about Miro Heiskin, and we'll take a look at the things that held Miro back in the 21-22 season after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything that you could possibly need for your car or truck, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And we're moving right along on this midweek episode of Locked on Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis here. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. But let's continue to look back on the season that was for Miro Haskin early on in his career here in Dallas, one of the premier defensemen on the team and slowly becoming one of the premier defensemen in the entire National Hockey League. And Miro Haskin did technically have his best statistical season with points this year with five goals, 31 assists, 36 points in total, although I would make the argument that his 2019-2020 campaign was a better overall product. Uh, It was a season cut short by the COVID-19 outbreak, but before then he did have eight goals, 27, a 35 points. So one less point that season. Um, I mean, I would be led to believe that he probably would have finished in the 45 to 50 point range had that season been allowed to be played in its entirety. Uh, I also just think the goal scoring was more relevant and more efficient for Miro that season. That's not to say he had a bad season this year, um, but I I don't think it would be fair to say that this was his best season just because I do think there were a few hindrances that were somewhat holding him back from being the best player that he could possibly be this past year for the Stars. The first one being, and we touched on a little bit ago, the time that he missed due to having mononucleosis, which is something that is out of his control. Obviously, that's not something that he would have wanted to happen or anyone would have wanted to happen. Just an unfortunate circumstance that affected him and as a result affected the entire team. It started in early March and I I believe he missed time from March 2nd until March 29th being out with mononucleosis. I think we didn't find out about it being mono until around March 11th. Before then, it was just listed as a non-COVID illness cold, flu-like symptoms with a cough, but then, of course, that develops into mononucleosis, and it was, like I said, a burden on the team as they were missing their best defenseman and one of their best skaters, but also just a burden on Miro as it was a difficult season already for him offensively, so it throws off any rhythm that he might have had, and then, of course, even when he was back, it took him a little bit of time to get fully reacclimated to being himself, 
just because when you're out sick, I mean, you're not able to exercise or work out as often and keep yourself in tip top shape, keep yourself in the shape that you need to be in order to be a NHL player night in and night out is one of the most physically demanding sports in the league. It's hard on your lungs. It's hard on your legs, hard on your entire body and missing that much time. I cannot imagine that it was easy for him to come back and play at full strength and at full capacity as soon as he was cleared to go. So props to him for toughing that out. And, and of course, he was able to make full recovery um, and join the team for the final stretch of the season, about the final month of the season. And of course, the postseason, but he would only go on to score one goal from March 29th to April 29th. Uh, April 29th, of course, being the last game of the season. So in that final month span, Miro Heiskanen pretty quiet offensively. Not too many assists either, but only one goal coming in the second to last game of the season against the Arizona Coyotes. And then, of course, uh, he did have some pretty big performances in this year's playoffs, but also was kind of absent at times, especially offensively and I think part of the problem uh, again then this is something that he really can't control was having to play alongside Ryan Suter I, I think that Ryan Suter just is not a good compatibility fit with Miro Haskin and I think maybe at another time in history when Ryan Suter is younger and a little bit more of an explosive player I think that they could mesh well together but at this point in Suter's career and at this point in Haskin's career I just don't think that they are, are quite like the right mix, if that makes sense. Um, I think that Suter does kind of have some veteran insight and expertise that he can share with Miro Heiskanen, but as far as their skill set on the ice, I just don't think it was the ideal fit. And I know, I mean, you just kind of have to have pairings like that in order to have the rest of the talent and skill set spread out elsewhere with Klingberg, Lindell, Hockenpah, and then whoever was kind of rotating in that sixth spot, whether it was Sekera, Hanley, Harley, uh, you know, it's just kind of difficult, I'm sure, on the coaching staff to put Miro with someone else who's a little bit more up to speed with him without sacrificing on another pairing with having maybe two slower guys out there. And so, again, that's something that Miro Haskin couldn't control or really work around, but I do think it was something that was hindering him and maybe holding him back um, from putting up the numbers that he could have put up uh, had he been playing with someone else. And there were just also times where I think Miro showed a little bit of hesitancy to unleash some offense on, on the offensive side of the ice, you know, I think there was even times in interviews where he said that there's days where he just feels nervous or feels anxious shooting the puck and doesn't really want to do that. He you know, wants to look to make the pass, whether that's on the power play or whether that's on five on five. And I, I hope that that's something that he can come out of and learn to kind of overcome. I don't know if fear is necessarily the right word, but something that Miro Haskin can look to add to his game, because we talked about in the last segment how he's already a very well-rounded defensive player. The thing that kind of separates him from some of these other elite defensemen in the league right now that we talked about earlier, whether it's McCarr, Hedman, Yossi, is that offensive aspect, the goal-scoring aspect. The Stars were in search of secondary scoring all season long. And, you know, a lot of teams say that they need secondary scoring, or when you look at their secondary scoring, it comes from their defensemen, whether it's their top defensemen or maybe guys on their top their top two or maybe even that second defensive pairing a lot of teams can say that they have that but the stars never really got that consistent scoring from anyone on the defensive core and of course you can kind of assess the blame to everybody there but i think it kind of has to start with the young gun miro haskin and just being in the position that he's in getting paid the money that he's being paid uh, would certainly love to see the offensive numbers and the shot count go up for miro as his career continues to go on and you know 
again, all these things that I'm listing outside of maybe the offensive side of the ice from here, a lot of these things for this past year that kind of hindered him were kind of out of the his reach of control, uh, whether it was COVID, whether it was getting mono, whether it was getting paired with a guy who's in his late 30s who is way past his prime. I mean, those are things that Miro is just going to have to kind of roll with the punches and kind of take it as it comes, uh, something that he can't really overcome or work around on his own. Uh, however, I do think that he can work around being more aggressive on the offensive side of the ice. And again, I think that's something that will come with time as he continues to grow and mature as a hockey player and continues to find ways to improve his game because that's what the truly great players do. They continue to work on their game. They get good at one thing, and then they move on to the next thing and add that to their arsenal of weapons to be an effective player. So though this may not have been the breakthrough season uh, that makes Miro Haskin worth his contract in some people's eyes, I think that he did show enough promise, especially on defense, for the stars and the fans and the front office to not be worried. I think we can still very much rely on Miro Haskin, and he can still be used a ton for this Dallas Stars team for years to come. And I think it's very safe to say that we can continue to trust him going forward as one of the cornerstone pieces of this squad. We are going to continue to talk about Miro Heiskanen after another quick break. We're going to give a little bit of an outlook of what the next season will look like for number four. And we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars talking about the 2022-2023 outlook for Miro Heiskanen. It's obviously no secret that Miro will be coming back as he is signed to this massive deal with the Stars. Um, he is one of the first Sherlocks on this team that he will be in a victory green sweater to start the next season and will be in a victory green sweater for quite a long time, for years to come. Um, and I think when it comes to kind of projecting the outlook for Miro Heiskanen, at least what I would like to see for him, I would love to see him paired with somebody else defensively. So I imagine the Stars may bring up a few prospects on the defensive side of the ice, maybe uh, in training camp and see if they can make the NHL roster, whether that's Thomas Harley getting a full-time promotion to the NHL squad, whether that's maybe someone else on the defensive side of the ice, or maybe some guys leave in the offseason like John Klingberg. But I would like to see him and Ryan Suter be separated as a defensive pairing, and I would like to see Miro Haskin get paired with Yanni Hockenpah. Now, Yanni Hockenpah definitely is not fast like Miro Haskinen, so maybe he's still slow like Ryan Suter is at times, but I do think that there's still enough bounce in his step for him to be effective, and also Yanni Hockenpah has shown to be a pretty effective defenseman who I think could be a good counter to what Miro does well. Miro is a little bit more of a speed and finesse defenseman, whereas Yanni Hockenpah is a lot more of an enforcer who can hit guys. He led the team and hits this past season by a long mile. And so I think that they could really complement each other's games well. Of course, that's something that would need to be tried out first in training camp and the preseason to see if it would work. But I, for one, would like to at least see it tried out just to see how effective that duo could potentially be. Because I think it could be a pretty lethal defensive pair. Hockenpah, uh, on top of his hits, just also has that scorching hot shot from the blue line, which I think you know could pair well. Um, with Miro Haskins' vision and passing abilities. But again, we'll have to see what the coaching staff wants to do during training camp and the preseason as far as defensive pairings. I also want to see Miro Haskins take more initiative on the offensive side of the ice. Like I said just a second ago, we already know Miro Haskins is a pretty nice passer as he does rack up a good amount of assists every single season. That's probably where the majority of his points will come from throughout his career. But I want to see him take more shots on goal. 
I think that good things happen whenever he does shoot the puck. Maybe he'll pick up an assist off a deflected shot or a shot that you know bounces off the goalie's pads. But also, I think that he can have the ability to score. I mean, we've seen him play hero in New York to open the season. We've seen him play hero in shootouts. He has that ability to take the puck to the net. Of course, you don't really do that in a normal five-on-five setup. But whether it's a breakaway or you know an opportunity where he has a chance to rush the net, I want to more for Miro Heiskanen in the next season because I think that could truly take his game to the next level and as a result help improve the Stars as a team and improve their chances to make deep runs in the postseason. So I'm hoping we can see him be the anchor of this defensive core because he may become the premier defenseman just kind of by default. I think that's kind of been John Klingberg's role pretty much ever since he's been in Dallas. But now John Klingberg could be on his way out of Big D. We don't know that for sure yet. Uh, we probably won't know that here for the next few weeks, but I do think it's more likely than not that John Klingberg will move on from Dallas. That's just my speculation. Uh, we'll, of course, have to keep an eye on that situation as the offseason progresses. But Mira Haskin, and whether he likes it or not, is the future of the defensive core here in Dallas. And I really want to see him embrace that role and lead by example and really help provide the Stars with that secondary scoring that they so desperately needed last season. Uh, if he can kind of take the reins on that, that's just another guy that teams have to game plan for. And that either, you know, allows him to take over a game on his own or that allows opportunities for other guys on the team to step up and take over because there's so much attention focused on Miro. So the Stars are a lot more likely to have a big year if Miro Haskinen can have a big year. And so a lot will be on the line for him coming into this next season. But I think that he will be ready for the pressure this kid has been through a lot in the early stages of his NHL career. Lots of adversity, lots of challenges, a lot thrown his way, yet he continues to stick with it and be an effective player. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table this coming year. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you again for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also find our show on Twitter as well at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there if you do not do so already. And be sure to tune in back here tomorrow as we continue on with our offseason content and maybe talking a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs as well uh, with the conference finals picture starting to take a little bit more of a clear shape, and we're getting closer and closer to the Stanley Cup Finals. But we'll see you there, Stars fans. Have a great Wednesday.